You know, in the months that we were gone, in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the President joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration, treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. Thank you very much. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. 
The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the Speaker isn't real. At this point, during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time, power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review, programmatic analysis, and that would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad, targeted President Trump, or cut sweetheart deals for Hunter Biden. September 30th is rapidly approaching, and you have not put us in a position to succeed. There is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now, and it's not like we didn't know when September 30th was going to show up on the calendar. I must be better, you must be better, and this House must be better, for it is the last best hope for tens of millions of Republicans. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. Now, moments ago, Speaker McCarthy endorsed an impeachment inquiry. This is a baby step following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. We must move faster. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. 
No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills are bust, votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country, and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. And let me alert the country, a motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. I yield back. Tuesday, 12 September in the year of our Lord, 2023, I want to go to the war room and Congressman Matt Gates. We had a hostage video by Speaker McCarthy and then one of the most powerful throwdowns of the gauntlet I think people have seen in living memory in the uh, in the well of the House by uh, by Congressman Matt Gates. Uh, Congressman Gates is the beginning of the impeachment inquiry. You clearly rattled McCarthy. They came back and they ran out and did this thing at 11 o'clock. Is that not good enough for you? Is not is that not going to buy buy him some time? My goal is not to rattle Kevin McCarthy, but to motivate him to do what he said he was going to do during the speaker contest in January. And I think what I showcased today is that I was really serious about those commitments. I'm not willing to just let those go by the wayside like all the other Washington commitments that get made and broken in this town. That's why Kevin McCarthy fought so hard against the one member motion to vacate because he knew then that he would be held to account for those things that he had promised. Now, as for the inquiry itself, Steve, we could go back and watch the videos in January of this year when Kevin McCarthy was gaslighting the Dickens out of an impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. He'd run down there to Texas and say, boy, he was going to get that impeachment inquiry rolling on the border and on Mayorkas. And, oh, if any Republicans stood in his way, well, that would mean that they were an impediment to impeachment. So, you know, one of the things I've learned watching the war room is pattern recognition. So here's the pattern. Kevin McCarthy sees his power challenged. He gaslights an impeachment inquiry. And then the actual work goes undone. If we were serious about holding the Biden crime family to account, why have we not sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden? Why have we not engaged in the vertically integrated subpoena strategy that I have laid out multiple times on the war room? That you don't just go after the principal, you go after their assistant, their Uber driver, their emails, their internet service provider. That's what the January 6th committee did. And I'm not too good to learn a little bit from some of their tactics, but we didn't deploy those tactics because what we saw was fundamentally unserious. Joe Biden deserves impeachment. And if Kevin McCarthy puts that on some protracted, you know, sort of, you know, uh, uh, wandering endeavor, uh, then we will have to bring it into focus. But, but impeach, while, it, while impeachment is critically important for the rule of law and for fairness, I do not want to lose sight of the commitments that were made on spending. The only real way you attack the administrative state, it's not with press releases, and it's not with tweets, and it's not even with grandiose speeches. The way you attack the, the administrative state is to line by line, tweeze through at a programmatic level, the, the, the budgetary requests that come in. And, and, and if we did that with each individual agency and, and set weeks and months aside to do it, we would actually 
probably be shamed into putting the interests of the American people above the interests of the lobbyists and the political action committees who run this town and for far too long have run Kevin McCarthy. The center of gravity of your speech was about spending and about the, the, the CR. Are, are you foreshadowing a showdown that's, that's going to take place before midnight on the 30th of September about the spending and about the appropriations? Bill, we were promised that all the cuts would come through appropriations. Are you foreshadowing right now that you are going to single-handedly with your colleagues, 20, 30, 40, uh, force the Biden regime to shut down the government? Well, Steve, you know, my grandfather was a prairie populist in North Dakota, and he always used to say, don't tell me about your values. Show me your checkbook and your calendar, and I can tell you what your values are. So right now, if you were to look at the calendar of the House, we've spent a lot of time on post offices. We've had days where the only thing we voted on are the rules for the next vote on a subsequent day. And now here we are backed up against the government funding deal running out, and they're trying to fast roll a bunch of these appropriations to the floor. Uh, I, I just think that is so indicative of how this place has worked. And it's not a bug of the system, it's a feature. So yes, a show that, look, what I would prefer is for Speaker McCarthy to reflect on the agreement he made in January, observe the political conditions that we have, and come into compliance with this agreement. That is my preference. My preference is not to file a motion to vacate. You know why? As I sit here and talk to you, I don't really know how that ends. And it's, it's not guaranteed that it won't get worse before it has to get better. But one thing I do know is that you get treated in this town exactly like you allow yourself to get treated. And if, if House conservatives are willing to be McCarthy's coalition partner on the frivolous and then watch him partner up with Hakeem Jeffries on the spending and the substantive, then we are clowns. And that is not what we fought in January for. Now, you know, you said back then, that that was the, the five, six days that changed the world. And I admonished you that that was false because the only thing we had done in January was develop a toolkit. And if we spend our time admiring those tools and saying how shiny and pretty they are, and if we don't use them, then people will suffer and it will be our fault. So I'm ready to pick up some of these tools and to put them to work for the American people on exactly the same thing I've been saying since January. Congressman, I remember when you said that. It was right when you won the first big battle here. I tell you what, we're going to take a short break. I know you're in a hurry and you got to bolt. I just ask you to stay through this short commercial break. You've been, out, you've been throughout the country. You're just not speaking about your district. You've been throughout the country over the break, and I want to get your sense of where the nation is in this uh, fight over spending and also the beginning of the impeachment process on the Biden crime family. Short commercial break. Congressman Matt Gates is in the war room. We will be back in a moment. The former KGB colonel, Vladimir Putin, who, by the way, is no friend of the United States, called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS conference in South Africa. As Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to fall. We call this the de-dollarization movement. Now, as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold. 
held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon at 989898 to claim your free information kit. Use your agency. Do it today. Tell me about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it! Please don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! We gotta run back to the office. You've got all these Republicans on TV saying there's no there there. And yet, I, I don't know that anyone doubts that this is where the Speaker, Speaker McCarthy is heading. And, and I wonder if that still requires, uh, and I guess your presence here today suggests the White House is taking it seriously. But I, I wonder what you sort of need the president's allies to be girding for in this sort of post-fact, post-reality-based Republican caucus. You know, I think it's really critical in a moment like this for the truth to get out. I think it's why it's so important that what you're doing on this show, showing the truth that House Republicans themselves have said there's no evidence to pursue an impeachment of the president. You see that with what Speaker McCarthy did today. Just 10 days ago, he promised that he would hold a vote, a full vote of the House, before he opened any impeachment inquiry. Well, what happened? A bunch of Republicans came out and said, I can't support that. We're not ready to move to that because there is no evidence. And so he declares it by fiat that there's going to be an impeachment inquiry. I think that it really puts the onus on the independent press to scrutinize the lies and the false claims that the Republicans in the House are making, the same ones that they've relied on for four years to attack this president baselessly. Over and over again, their own witnesses, their own documents coming out and saying the president didn't do anything wrong. These are the things that the press needs to cover. It, it can't just be about, oh, Speaker McCarthy is threatening an impeachment or MTG said this today. It needs to be a full investigation of their claims and to hold them accountable for the truth, because the truth is, is that the president did nothing wrong, that the Republicans in the House are wasting millions and millions of taxpayer dollars. OK, let me have it up. Uh, Congressman Gates, I can tell you from my sources around Washington, D.C., they're blaming you. They're saying McCarthy was rattled uh, by you. He knew you were going to make this speech today. He knew it was going to be powerful. He knew you would put him on notice and put him on the clock. Uh, and that this is why he ran out and made the hostage video. Uh, your response and observation, sir. First of all, that is the best dressed we have ever seen John Fetterman. His, his shirt had both buttons and the entire pant was not elastic. There were elastic features, but it was not exclusively elastic. And so I don't know what tent store he bought that muumuu at, but it appears to be new. And I am grateful that he's really upping his game in that regard. And, you know, to hear Nicole Wallace talk about the post-fact environment that we live in, I'm just wondering if 
when she was out there, like as George W. Bush's shill, lying about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, whether that was the post-fact world or whether that was the pre-fact world that Nicole Wallace was living in. Uh, as it relates to the work ahead, we can call it whatever we want, but Joe Biden was involved in, his hunt, in, in Hunter's business deals. And then when the evidence became overwhelming as a consequence of the bank records, you had the Department of Justice attempt a sweetheart deal that functioned less as an admission and more as an inoculation for Hunter Biden. So they were corrupt. They got rich off of it. U.S. policy changed. They dissolved the China policy at the Department of Justice established by President Trump to go after the malign influence of the Chinese Communist Party in our country. And uh, you saw that prosecutor get fired, not as a consequence of of true, uh, you know, uh, policy objectives of the United States. In 2015, there was an interagency review saying that Shulkin was doing enough to warrant continued aid. And then you have Joe Biden use that as leverage, that very aid, so that the people paying Hunter and supporting the lifestyle of the entire Biden family could get rich. Like, this is not a hard story to tell. A first-year law student could win this case before a fair jury. Now, the United States Senate isn't a fair jury. It's full of, of, of great fashion icons like John Fetterman. But I, I think that the Senate will be the platform and the American people will be the jury when we put that case on before them. Uh, Congressman, you went throughout, during the break, you went throughout the country. I know you uh, visited with uh, various colleagues uh, and met with a lot of the uh, the Republican base and Republican Party folks throughout the country. Uh, you, you made your speech, the center of gravity of spending. Where are the heads, uh, where, where are the heads right now of the folks throughout the country that you met on this whole issue of getting spending under control and focusing on what they promised to do back in January? There, there is such a deep resentment out in the country over what Washington has done to the American economy because people who have worn their names on their shirts, who have worked for a living, who have saved a little money, have watched our poor decisions diminish what they have, limit when they can retire, and fundamentally alter their quality of life everywhere from the grocery store to the gas station to whether or not they could take a vacation with their loved ones. And as that's going on, you have Republicans and Democrats lining up to hold hands to send another $28 billion over to Ukraine, even seeking to lash that money to what we would all agree to do to support our fellow Americans in Hawaii. And so there is, there is an anxiousness and an anxiety. And th there were moments that were not comfortable for me because I saw people come up to me and, and really take measure of whether or not I was serious about the work I have been doing to change Washington, or whether or not I'm going to allow this place to continue to do what it's always done, burning away the future of our fellow Americans, making decision for foreign elites abroad and special interests here at home. And uh, I know that my uh, future, that the way I'm remembered here, will not be lashed to Kevin McCarthy if he chooses failure theater over action. I will take action because we've had eight months of the failure theater, and the American people have seen through it. I've been in California, Arizona, Florida. Uh, I've been uh, in small group settings, in large rallies and arenas, and what I can tell you is people want to see a Republican team in the House of Representatives that is unified, but unified around a theory of effectiveness and action, not just sending out tweets and press releases and talking about how, how aggrieved we are as they go and push 91 charges against Trump, weaponize the government, and cover up for the corrupt Bidens. 
Uh, Congressman, you have your force multipliers in this audience. Walk us through, in your mind, what's the process over the next couple of days as we roll out towards September 30th? Walk us through the process, what you see happening, and then I want your call to action for this audience. Well, the best thing to happen would be McCarthy immediately steps into compliance with this deal. My plea to the posse, contact your members of Congress and say you want a term limits vote. You want a balanced budget vote. You don't understand why there's not individual bills being voted on regarding our spending. And if Joe Biden hasn't committed impeachable offenses, then who has? turning the vice presidency into an ATM machine for his own family. So I, I really believe that the posse can be active and engaged. I appreciate all their support, but I also know we all have to be held to account, myself included, and I've done a lot of personal reflection, and I know I can do better, and today was the beginning of that for me, and I'm committed uh, to continuing to give my best effort going forward. The number is 202-225-3121. You can call now and talk to your uh, representative or to their office. Uh, Congressman Gates, um, there's talk in Washington that they're going to try to force through a clean CR. Just for the edification of our audience, would that mean if that is what they're trying to do, the spending levels of Nancy Pelosi, would there have been any change at all if Nancy Pelosi was still speaker in that regard? No, in the words of Congressman Matt Rosendale, Nancy Pelosi could have gotten us a clean CR. What was the point of Republican control if it wasn't to obtain wins for our ideas and our values and our constituents? Here we've used leverage poorly. And that started when Kevin McCarthy gave up the game on the debt limit deal. And now we're in a situation where, you know, Schumer and Biden are out there saying McCarthy is committed up to the highest limits of this. So uh, I think that a clean CR is uh, agreeing that we're going to continue to fund the election interference of Jack Smith. It means we're going to continue to fund the deal that McConnell and Pelosi made that House conservatives derided in its time. So uh, let's be consistent. Let's be honest with the American people about the fact that the government grew 40% during COVID and Republicans saying that a 1% cut even off of that as a win is insulting uh, in how de minimis and frivolous it is. Uh, and look, if we don't do this, it's not going to be sustainable. The, the greatest country in the world cannot operate with annual $2 trillion deficits. It's so obvious, I, I can't even believe I have to say that out loud. And this is not occurring in a vacuum. We're seeing the BRICS system pull away from the dollar. We're seeing Iran and Saudi Arabia work with China to sell more energy in the yuan. We're seeing the African Union come together and seek a central currency where fewer resources out of Africa are moved in the U.S. dollar. So, so in this time of you know, global uh, infrastructure and the economy building up to de-dollarize we certainly need to be making more prudent, responsible, and conservative decisions here at home before there is an austerity that's going to hurt people a great deal more. You had a hard six at the end. You started with 20. Uh, on the debt ceiling deal, you got to 70. You forced McCarthy to get, I don't know, 80 or 90 votes from Majority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, right now, as you do your soft head count, where do you think you are in this fight? No, I think it's going to be a lot of the, the usual suspects that you've seen. But I'll be honest with you, Steve. I am not engaged in a political maneuver here. This is existential to me. I promised the American people that this was going to change this Congress because of what we did in January. And, if it, and it hasn't. And if I don't make it change, then I was either ineffective or dishonest. And I'm not willing to be either. And so uh, at times... You know, it'll be, uh, it'll be a group that looks a lot like the 20 or the 6 in different coalitions. Uh, but even if it's one or two, 
we have we have to force these votes. We have to show the American people where their lawmakers stand on these difficult questions. And then we have to hope that the generations that come well beyond my time in Congress will demand that that be how the institution operates, that we don't revert back to the old ways of lobbyists and special interests writing up how they're going to carve up everybody's money in some offshore bank account in Doha or Dubai or, or uh, in Kiev. That's happened too frequently. Uh, Congressman, Congressman Gates, your social media, your website, your podcast, where do they go? No problem. I got a podcast called Firebrand. I spend so much time on the war room. I haven't made an episode recently. Uh, and folks can find me at Matt Gates and at Rep Matt Gates everywhere on the internet. On the war room, or you're hosting gig over at the Newsmax. Just kidding. Congressman Gates. Listen, uh, man, I'm here for the platform, work. Steve. You're the same way. <laughs> fantastic work, sir. Thank you very much. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return with some observations and commentary about the historic events of today. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner, download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Wow, if you, you see the precision of thought and the uh, how articulate, that was, um, that was magnificent. And what he did today in the House was incredible. Um, the Senate, people in the White House, they're all blaming Gates uh, for the beginning of this inquiry. Uh, you know, because obviously McCarthy looked like he had a couple of bayonets to his back, and he did. They were not prepared. His bluff got called. His bluff got called. They're prepared to take that long, that long uh, recess and to come back here and do nothing. He was going to get a clean CR. Uh, and what happened is he got back here 
and he had uh, people like Matt Gates and others prepared to go punch him in the mouth and say, okay, let's go. We're not going to do this. And that's why he jumped out at 11 o'clock this morning. Of course, he was 20 minutes late for that because they were still putting it together. He took no questions from the press. He was not prepared. He had to scramble. Remember, they came here and they bifurcated the conference meeting. It's supposed to be conference meeting. I think uh, it's supposed to be um, tonight, actually. Right? They're going to get back on Tuesday. It was going to be the. It was going to be tonight. Uh, and then they said, "Oh, we're going to bifurcate. It. We're going to have one Wednesday morning, one Thursday." They're scrambling around because they didn't think, like Gates said, that when people went in our country, people are furious. And I think this is what's so smart about what Matt Gates did. The center of gravity of that speech all gets back to spending and de-weaponizing, getting the woke out, which is just, this thing is insane, the $7 trillion. And Matt Gates just said, nobody's come forward with any kind of alternative plan about what's going to happen here, about the sustainability of it. I'm glad Matt mentioned at the end the, the BRICS, the big announcement by India and, uh, and Saudi Arabia that comes off the UAE and uh, India trade in rupees, the de-dollarization movement, that is picking up steam. Because now the Saudis have gotten, I think it's $100 billion of investment program with 50 memorandums of understanding with India. India is now going to start buying, uh, doing a long-term output deal with Saudi Arabia in rupees, not have to use a petrodollar. That's why I always go to, go to birchgold.com slash band and get the end of the dollar empire. The third segment of that is the debt trap. The debt trap will teach you about what's going to happen between now and the 30th and then Everything about the prime reserve currency and what happened in Durban, you've got all the rest of that in there. And I'm going to make an announcement. Either later this week or early next week, I'm coming out with the fourth installment, all free. And it's going to blow your head up. So make sure you go check it out and make sure you find out and get the information from the guys at Birch Gold of why the central banks are buying gold at record rates. Central banks throughout the world, the BRICS nation. This all gets back to this fight. And remember, this is the key point. It's not Gates or Rosendale or Colonel Self was on this morning or Steve Bannon or Tucker. You are the driver of the action here. It was Gates going around and actually thinking through the conversation he had had. What I gave my attaboy on this great job he had done in January. And he said, hey, 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 we haven't done anything yet. We just got the tools. We just got the tools and we're going to have to use the tools. And it was over this break. A bunch of them said, you know what? They're calling our bluff that we won't use these tools and we're going to come back and use them. That's why every day on the show is going to be jam-packed going through these various issues. And remember, they don't want to make any cuts. Cuts have to be made not because we want to make cuts, because it has to happen. This model is not sustainable. And nobody ever comes up. The Senate right now is trash-talking Gates in that team in the House. Trash-talking them. Right? You've got the White House trash talking him, the administrative state trash talking him, a lot of the conservative media. You're going to see over at Fox uh, News, TV for stupid people, they're going to be throwing out shiny toys to get off the center of it. Go back to that talk. If I can't play in the D block because it's six o'clock, we're absolutely jam packed with elite capture, which is what this what the what this impeachment inquiry is all about. Elite capture by the Chinese Communist Party and even oligarchs in Ukraine, elite capture, taking hard cash money. Morning Mika and, uh, you know, today, oh, they ought to send a check over for McCarthy and Gates and these guys for doing it. Hey, 
You saw the long faces right there on, on, uh, on Nicole Wallace. They ain't laughing now, and they're not going to laugh because every day you get this inquiry going and the information comes out. Remember, 90% of the American people haven't really gotten their hands around this yet, their arms around this. That's all going to come out. This is absolutely central to the fight for this republic. Everybody says, I can't wait to 2024. The nation's, the, nation's, uh, the nation's up for grabs right now. This is a fourth turning. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but one side's going to win, one side's going to lose. This is right now. This is why this is a historic date. Tell me uh, how many times in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the House have you seen a, a five- or six-minute speech? I think it was under five minutes. By a, a guy like a Matt Gates that can lay out the theory of the case and have people rally around it. You are the protagonist. Trump, the issue of populism is that you had no voice. You were the forgotten man and woman. The 16 campaign, Trump put you in the room because in Washington, D.C., if you're not in the room, you're not in the deal. And Trump not only puts you in the room, he puts you at the head of the table. That's what they stole in 2020. They don't want you. They want you to be just a drone, a grundoon. They want you to go about and work for low wages, whatever scale, whatever you're doing, whatever value creation you have, not paying you what you really, the value you create. Pay your taxes, the exorbitant taxes, right? And then allow and put your money away for your pension and take their pension fund money and send it to China to ship the jobs over there and the factories over there, the Larry Finks of the world to invest in our mortal enemy because they've got the slave labor and the low wages to keep the wages down for everybody. Oh, by the way, send your sons and daughters onto foreign battlefields to die to keep the system and the apparatus working. No more. And that's what today says. Do you think McCarthy, you heard McCarthy last couple of weeks, do you think McCarthy wanted to come back here today and be humiliated like he was when he had to walk up for that half-baked little press conference? But didn't even, you know, so nervous, couldn't even keep it together, took no questions. If you walk into a room and command a room, if you walk in and command a decision, you take the questions. You take them. Give me a question. Give me a question. Like a guy like, I'm going to pick a random name, Donald J. Trump. Not like Biden, not like McCarthy. You're too afraid of it because you don't understand it. You don't own it. And Comer and Jordan and, and, and Smith, Smith, I'm not that familiar with ways done and ways and means, but Comer and Jordan, it's not been good enough. It's not even close to good enough. Why are these people not been subpoenaed already? Well, now you're going to be on the watch, okay? And so Thursday's presentation to the conference ought to be powerful. We need muzzle velocity off of this. The evidence is outrageous. Let's just go to the Treasury Department and let's just get the money transfers. Let's get them and put them out. You got subpoena power now. You're the House of Representatives. The framers gave you this responsibility, gave you this authority, and allowed the American people every two years to hold you accountable. So where is it? This is what must happen now. This is what must happen immediately. At the same time, no more happy talk. There's not going to be a clean CR. Kevin McCarthy, if you go down that path, the resistance to this is building every day. I can tell you that. You're going to have to go to your buddy, Hakeem Jeffries, and get so many votes, you're, you're a dead man walking. So save your speakership 
work with people now and talk about real cuts. Go back to pre-COVID. Government spending's increased 40%. 40% on an already out-of-control federal apparatus. And now you got the people in the Senate, you got this thing, this, this ludicrous, another $25 billion for, for Ukraine. They're trying to play a game. Oh, they're going to they're gonna attach it to the FEMA request for the poor folks out in Maui that we still don't have any answers to whatsoever, right? No answers. The numbers shift every day. have no earthly idea what's going on, no explanation. The power company said we cut the power six hours beforehand, so it couldn't have been a fire from a, uh, from a generator, or a power line, there was no power. So we have no answers there, but they're trying to connect that to Ukraine because they want another $25 billion to pay into the Charnel House Ukraine for God knows what's going over there. The bio labs, the kids, we have no earthy idea what's going on there because everything you've been told is a lie. Remember you told Putin's collapsing, the war is over, the spring offensive is fantastic, it's all going to happen, all a lie. And so now Matt Gates has called their bluff. And there's plenty more behind Matt Gates. Do we have Scott Perry? Can we play the Freedom Caucus? Let's play General Scott Perry this afternoon. Hit it. Yes, ma'am. Can I ask, what actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you? Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, this isn't about political revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, the vice president at the time on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch. The prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. People can't see that. They huh? think it's political revenge. It's because you don't report on it. No, 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 you're not, We're here I don't reporting think, on it today. I'm not sure how you know what the American people think, but here's what they might wonder. Actually, if you're a federal prosecutor, you would be asking yourself, how can there not have been an indictment for FARA violation against Hunter Biden? How can there possibly, I, my understanding and con, uh, discussions with staff have confirmed my impulse that this would be very much the, the basis of, a foreign, of a, um, a, a foreign Corrupt Practices Act investigation, uh, given the circumstances that we know. The question is, you know, it's funny, after we come out of the events of for the, the John Durham, for example, testified to, to our committees about how investigations proceeded through our investigative agencies without proper predication. It's not that you have to prove the case. It's not that you understand to this point, there's not been a single subpoena to a Hunter Biden bank account or a Joe Biden bank account or any other Biden family member's bank account. Because until an impeachment, until an impeachment inquiry commences, that's not a jurisdictional possibility. Well, it would be stretching jurisdiction to do that. But there's ample predication at this point in time based on that very unusual set of circumstances, which is for no apparent payment for expertise or services rendered. Biden family members writ large received 
over $20 million that we know now, of. It is very simple for someone just to insist there's an absence of evidence. But you, if you can look in the face of that and contend that, that's, you know, anyone has a right to their opinion. What they can't do is change the facts. And I invite you to go to the website clyde.house.gov forward slash Biden crime family, and you will see all the evidence from the oversight committee. You will see all the evidence. And if you're willing to read it, I think you'll be convinced. Thank you all. Okay, the willful blindness of the media, the Praetorian Guard of the of the administrative state and the Biden crime family. And ladies and gentlemen, this, I guarantee you, is going to be a firestorm because the evidence is overwhelming of bribery at the highest levels by the Chinese Communist Party, by our mortal enemies and also these corrupt oligarchs in Ukraine. And you're going to understand why we keep shoveling money in there. Are you mad yet? I want you to look at the facts and I commit to you, you will get quite angry, as you should. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the warm in a moment. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Why? Because most victims of home title theft don't know they're a victim until it's too late. Like this homeowner. Check this out. She was getting ready for a home remodel when everything got shut down. She discovered her property wasn't in her name anymore. She was a victim of a devastating crime called home title theft. A criminal had forged the deed to her home and took over as the new owner. Now she's fighting back to get her home back. This is why I say if you own a home or a property, get home title lock. Your home property inequity are the most valuable assets you have. By the way, there's reported 80 to 90 percent of your net worth of average Americans net worth is in their home and home title lock helps you protect them. Home title lock puts a 24 seven shield around your home's title. Let me repeat a 24 hour, seven day a week, 365 day shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to verify you aren't already a victim of home title theft. Find out for free with a sign-up when you use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Bannon. And when you sign up, your first 30 days of protection are free. Do this today at HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code Bannon. Protect yourself. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, in the days and weeks ahead, we're going to be cramming a lot into this. And this is why I need everybody to go to, um, uh, if you download the podcast and give us a review, it'd be great. But also get on the email list. We're putting out content twice a day, exclusive content. If you listen to us on the radio or on the podcast, you want to get the video, go there. We're here as your information center because now the battle line is drawn. Don't worry about 2024. Don't worry about the election. The battle is here and the battle is now, and you are the protagonist. You are the driver of the action. What did Matt Gates just tell you? He went around the country and he said he started to feel bad that he had made these commitments and that McCarthy's guys were sloughing them off and talking about a clean Sierra. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because of you. That is what populism is about, you. Donald Trump puts you front and center, the forgotten man and woman. 
the person that goes down and underpins civic society, that goes about your business. But right now, your country is in the balance. And you're going to hear and see things. Next hour, we're going to start. I'm bringing a, a, a group of experts in to talk about elite capture and what that means, not just the ideology underneath it, this Marxist ideology that a lot of these elites believe, but also just the hard cash money and how the Biden crime family and others and led by guy, you know, we're going to we're going to single out Sequoia Capital. We're going to talk about Larry Fink. We're going to get to all of it. It's game on. You can you're a force multiplier. Two zero two 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 five three one two one. Check in with your with your uh, with your house member now. Just check in with their office and hey, you're I got you. I got the hairy eyeball on you. I got the hairy eyeball on you. And I want to make sure you're front and center here on this budget fight because we've got to stop this insane spending. We're destroying the American economy and the U.S. dollar in the process and uh, your savings account and your retirement. So make sure you do that. Don't The Senate, we can hold off. And the Senate, they hate this. They're already trash-talking Gates. They're trash-talking MAGA. They're trash-talking all of it. We've got time, and we're going to get to that. We're going to get, we've got time to get to the Senate. But this is going to be a fight. Like none other you've seen, and we got so much to do. I got reporting. We got stuff out of New Mexico with this, uh, with the uh, with the dictatorial governor out there. We're going to get to that tomorrow. We got so much tomorrow. More we're going to get to, but next we're going to get to in the next hour. We're going to go through really something we need to focus on: elite capture and how that has led this led us to this moment. I think I told you the other day there was a story out. In fact, I'll pull it up. I haven't really worked through it, but I'll pull it up. There's six. The, the interest rates are so high because of Biden's inflation that the $6 trillion in net worth in houses is not being tapped like you used to in sec- in, uh, in, with second mortgages because the rates are too high. But it's just sitting there as a, as a jewel for the cyber criminals to take. This is why I just go to Home Title Lock. It's very simple. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com. Check out all the information. Do not allow the equity in your home to be used by anybody but you. I understand the rates are too high for you to use it now. That's going to be worked through and get those rates down over time with a second Trump term. But don't let somebody else, don't let a cyber criminal or some state actor get in there. Take a second out for the hard money lender. Then you got to pay it back, and you will have to pay it back. So make sure you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Okay, uh, we've got uh, so much that we've got to get into, but I just want to reset what happened today. Understanding... That the House Freedom Caucus and other elements of the six and the 20 and even more had been fired up by their constituents and were coming back to Washington, D.C. These conferences they're going to have, where they're going to lay out all these plans that they sell. We need a CR. And it's just for 30 days. And we just have to do this. And you really want to fo- you heard McCarthy. You really want to focus on the long term spending. We'll do it next winter. And I can't I can't stop anything because of if the government's allowed to shut down, then we can't do investigation. People said. To hell with that, okay? Our constituents are not going to settle for that. They're enraged right now because you're destroying, you cut a deal that's allowing Biden, this corrupt family that's taken hard cash money from the Chinese Communist Party and from oligarchs in Ukraine, stealing with both hands. You're allowing him to be in charge of the economy, and you've cut a deal to allow him to destroy the economy, to have a true trade. And where'd you hear that first? Right here on this show. I told you when that deal was struck, they said, no, 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 it's going to be a trade. And it says it's going to be two. It's going to be minimum of two, and it is two, and it's two in perpetuity because all they've done is lied to you, and now the facts are coming out, and we have a chance to stop it. And when they got back, McCarthy's guys hit the panic button. We've got to throw them a shiny toy. We've got to go on Fox and throw them a shiny toy. 
We got to go on TV for stupid people and throw them a shiny toy. Shiny toys don't work. We should go right to impeachment. And by the way, if you have the first vote and there are a bunch of guys like Bacon and those guys don't vote for them, hey, they've signed their political death warrant. They're all going to get primaried. It's time to get with the program. It's time to constituents out there to light them up on the phone and say, hey, I see what's going on. What is your problem? You're going to too many cocktail parties in Georgetown. You're on MSNBC too often. You're cozying up to the Washington Post and the New York Times. We want you doing your job. And what your job is is not to be a valet, like Gates said, to the most corrupt regime in the history of this nation. Joe Biden, as vice president, he has stolen more money than any person in government in the history of this country. In the media, you see Nicole Wallace. You know one of the reasons they're so nervous? You see the knitted brow Nicole Wallace and that little bleedy voice? Nicole Wallace went up every day and lied about weapons of mass destruction and have blood on her hands from the Iraq war as a, as a, as a spokesmodel for the Bush junta. You know why they're worried? Because they understand where this is going to go and it's going to be ugly. And it's going to stick to the Democratic Party for decades because they allowed it. The uh, Bill Barr and the Republican establishment, they all stole this from Trump or looked the other way so that they could put in an illegitimate regime of which I have called it from the 3rd of November of 2020. And I will call it to my last dying breath. It's an illegitimate, phony regime. Not worthy of the American people. Not worthy of you. But the only way this gets sorted is you have to have Gates's back. You have to have General Perry's back. You have to have Andy Clyde's back. You have to have Matt Rosendale's back. You have to have their back. If you have their back, they're unbeatable. And they understand this. The city understands this. This is what's got him shocked. It's not just Trump returning, winning in 24 and returning in 25. The future is now. The future is now. The only way we can lose if we don't unite, come together and fight. Never surrender. We got them running right now. They weren't prepared for this. They thought they were going to take their seven-week holiday and come back. It was all going to be all going to be nice. You saw the you saw the hostage video of McCarthy. Didn't even know what. Couldn't even take a question. He wet himself during that. Stick around. Next hour, we're going to talk about. We're going to pull the camera back and we're going to look at elite capture, ideology, and hard cash money. Next in the war room. I will tell you who the unsung heroes of the COVID pandemic are. Of course, the frontline workers. But what about those business owners who hung in there and paid their employees? If you stayed open and paid your people, you could be eligible for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. That's $26,000 per employee. Now, this is not a loan. These are government funds that were set aside under President Trump, and you don't have to pay it back. Now, all types of business, including nonprofits and churches, can be eligible. But you need to apply now because Congress may pull these funds. Now, it's very specific about W-2s and what you had had to do to pay your employees. And that's why you need to go to the people at COVIDtaxrelief.com. They know all the technical aspects of this. 
Now, COVIDTaxRelief.org has helped, just in the war room, almost 1,400 businesses or not-for-profits, just like yours, and secured for our folks over $142 million of returns. Now, unlike the other operations out there that do this, COVIDTaxRelief.org, they charge nothing, zero up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash that you get. Let me repeat, nothing up front. They do all the work and then share a percentage of money that you were to receive. You did the tough thing for your employees during one of the toughest times in this country's history. Now let COVIDTaxRelief.org help you get up to 26 grand per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Do it today. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 